Welcome to An American's Guide to Bollywood, where today we're talking about Barfi, a romantic comedy about a deaf-mute man who falls in love with an artistic woman. Hi, I'm Rose. I'm Hannah. And this is the first in our romantic comedy series with the unfortunately named Barfi. <laughs> yes. It is a confection. Yes. It's an Indian sweet that just doesn't sound great in English. Yes. But it's the name of Ranbir Kapoor's character because that's how he says his name, which is really Murphy, named after a radio company. Which is, of course, the great irony of exactly a deaf man being named after a radio. Exactly. Uh, but that because he's deaf, deaf with a lot of speech impediments, can't really talk very much. That's how he says his name. And it's the only thing he says in the whole movie. And he only says it like twice. I bet Ron Beer got the script and he was like, yes. He's like, I can do this, actually. <laughs> Not having to memorize any lines at all. Sold. And then he got his paycheck and he got paid as an extra. <laughs> Featured yeah. extra, though. Featured extra, that's true. Yeah. So this movie is basically uh, Amelie meets Benny and June. Totally. I was like, Amelie, and I haven't seen Benny and June, and I was like, Amelie all the way. Yeah. So, well, Benny and June is the eccentric. Mm-hmm. He's not deaf in the in the Benny and June movie, but he is eccentric and ex- obsessed with silent film stars. Right, so that's And the he falls in love with an autistic woman. Yes, yeah. so I... Also, old Hollywood influences. There's a lot of, like, Charlie Chaplin, Buster Keaton-ish stuff. And then there's some stuff lifted right out of Singing in the Rain. Yes. Uh, which is fine. I that's These could be Barfi's favorite movies. Well, and they're good physical bits. Yeah. And, like, that's fine. But it really yeah. hammers in the Benny and June comparison, <laughs> if you're familiar with that movie at all. Because he does bits from silent film too. Gotcha. And he actually dresses like Buster Keaton. Oh, so gosh. it's very simple. Well, he was going to dress like Charlie Chaplin, but they couldn't get the rights to it. That's so he dresses very funny. Yeah, Charlie Chaplin's estate is extremely protected. I was going to say, they must be so litigious. Yes, they are. This movie, he's not dressed up as anyone, or he, yeah. he doesn't, we never see him like watching silent movies. It's just that because he is deaf, but also quite playful, he does a lot of slapstick comedy in this. So there's a yeah. lot of bits that feel like silent movies. And actually those bits, I think, are the things that I find most charming about this movie. Mm. One of the great things about this movie is because he never says anything at all, you can really see how expressive Ron Bjork can be with just his body language. Yeah, yeah. And you, I, it's funny because you'll go so long without anybody saying anything sometimes in the first third of the movie. Mm-hmm. And you don't really notice because you're focused on Rambir Kapoor. Now, the woman, Shruti, who is played by Ileana de Cruz, she can talk and she is has no neurodivergence at all. Um, she is your extremely typical upper class spoiled daughter. Yeah, she's very pretty. She's in an arranged marriage to some guy that everybody had a crush on in college. And she's just like waiting to go get married in three months. Yes. The guy's not there. And so she gets to run around with Barfi, who immediately has a crush on her. And she obviously is into him too. And she's like questioning like, well, what did me and Ranjit have really? But she just super leads him on. And it does go on a little bit long. <laughs> yeah. When we also keep seeing shots of the other woman, 
Priyanka Chopra, Jill Mill. And you're like, wait, isn't he supposed to get with her? Why is <laughs> I've this read the description of this movie. <laughs> exactly. Why is this thing still happening? But it's interesting, too, because this may just be because she's not as good of an actor as Rambir Kapoor. Mm-hmm. But it also kind of works for the character that she's not as good at being really expressive without words. Because you could tell when you looked at her, like he's embodying this um, sadness or disappointment Mm -hmm. or something with no words. And then you see her doing the same thing. And she really just has like one or two expressions that she uses for that ever. Yeah. And Shruti, because she is tied into the end of the movie, it's not quite as irritating as it could be that she is dominant so much in the first part. Yeah. But I definitely think it could have been shortened. Now, of course, this is an Indian movie. So we have to get a two and a half hour runtime somehow. Yeah, well, you gotta have something to put in your movie. (laughs) And this is how they flush it out, is with this initial romance. Yeah. But there is kind of a part where you're just, like, waiting. You already know that this isn't gonna work out. He's from a poor family. He's deaf. He doesn't seem to have any prospects at all. He spends his entire day goofing around playing pranks in the village. That's the thing. It's not like he's trying, but there's just nothing out there. He's just like, "Eh, this is what I do. Right. So, honestly... I know that they that she is portrayed as like really loving him, but I'm like I also don't think their relationship would have ever really worked. Right. And not for the reasons that her mom alleges. She's like people are going to make fun of you and you're just like not going to have like your 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 inability to communicate is going to get to you eventually. Right. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't think that's what it is. Like I think that eventually they're not going to be young anymore." Right. And then they're not going to have any money. And she's used to living a very comfortable lifestyle. Yeah. And, like, then eventually that's not going to be fun. Right. So that's usually what happens in situations where they're like, yeah. love is all we need. And you're like, okay, I get it. And I used to think that that sounded plausible when I was young, too. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm not, I know that love is not always enough, actually. And he doesn't. she doesn't really know much about Barbie. Like, they've done nothing but have fun together. But she's never seen Well, that's the other thing. Bag. Love yes. is not always enough, not just for financial reasons. Like, sometimes you can love someone but really not be compatible Right. In life. Yeah. Because we've seen, actually, she devotes um, a great deal of time to communicating with the deaf. She's mm-hmm. teaching deaf students. Right. In the flash forward. In the, yeah. At the very beginning, we see her older, and she's teaching deaf students. Yeah. Yeah. So then we get introduced, after that romance falls apart, we get introduced to Jill Mill in a in a real sense. We've seen flashes of her. And this... Mm-hmm. This is honestly the best thing I've ever seen Priyanka Chopra in. Um, She's so good. And she really, you could tell that she really researched. Yes. Because she does a really good job of portraying it. She's got her little stimming hand movements and her stuff that she, like, repeats all the time. Um, Not in a, like, Mm -hmm. Dustin Hoffman Rain Man way, but, like, just, you know... When when someone has stims like that, they they repeat them a lot. Yeah. So, and she'll the way she'll interact with her environment mm-hmm. um, also felt really realistic. She just did a really good job, and I think this was really brave of this director to have her be so autistic. Yeah. Not just like mildly functioning. So it's kind of like if you watch this movie thinking you're gonna get Shah Rukh Khan in My Name Is Khan. Yeah. 
He's much more high-functioning than she is. Right. She's mostly nonverbal. She says names sometimes. She, she but says, she doesn't speak well. No. And she says one or two other things, but, like, mostly when she's really upset. Right. Very and simple so, phrases. Yeah. But she's mostly saying names, and she's, she's not um, – she doesn't speak normally. Um, she wouldn't be able to hold a job. She no. can't really interact with that many people, and she doesn't desire to. Yeah, exactly. And um, in that sense, of course, they're quite well suited. Her and Barfi are quite well suited because they both have retained their childish isn't the right word. Childlike. That's yes. It. Their childlike view of the world and their very playful attitudes. Mm-hmm. Well, and she's, it's not a choice for her to retain that. It's just, that's just who she is and it always is who she will be. Right. But everyone around her has been suppressing it and tamping it down because they're not allowing, they're not creating an environment like that for her right. to thrive in. Because she also comes from a very rich family. Yes. But, so she's taken care of and they put her in an institution that where she's been well cared for. She's been well cared for her whole life. Well, except that her parents, her mother especially, yeah, is disappointed and, and embarrassed. Doesn't really want her around. Right. But I don't know that she would necessarily understand all of that, except that they said that her mother tried to strangle her at some point. When she was six. Right. So that would she would understand. But the rest of it, I don't know if she would really understand. But I feel like she could she's pick been up given, on vibes. And, like, she definitely loved her grandfather the right. most, who, which is who, that's who loved her. Exactly. In the family. And he left all the money to a trust for her name. It's very interesting that he didn't seem to leave a reliable person to oversee the trust. It seems like it just was her father. But yeah. And her father also like did. sent her nanny away and all the people that Right, because they couldn't afford the servants. He wasn't good at managing the small amount of money that they got. Yeah, the from, parents got. from the trust. And right, because this was the other problem is that apparently he didn't leave enough I didn't understand this because he was like, there was just a meager amount left to the mother, who I guess was the grandfather's child. Yeah. But apparently there wasn't enough in the trust to help cover the costs of like her nanny. Or I guess it was just that the father was mismanaging the money badly enough that they had to let all the servants go because it was a financial reason. Yeah. That they had to Because her father actually does care about her. Yeah, he does. I, I couldn't tell... I did not understand why the servants got let go. Like, none of that made sense to me. There was obviously still money. But it was was because they didn't have enough money to pay the salaries. But it was in a trust. Like, if they still had all of that money and it was in a trust for her, then there should have been enough money accessible for that. But I think this is where, like, he was mismanaging the money. I and guess so, but they never they never said that he was doing that. Like they never they should have well, they did like at they the end. made it more clear. Yeah. For sure, yeah. But in the moment I was like, okay, I'm gonna go with this because it doesn't matter, but right. this doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. So that's the general setup of the movie. Honestly, the romantic comedy bit is much more toward the end, I mm-hmm. think. Just because you know the first romance, I mean, from the basic plot of the movie, you know the first romance is doomed. But so much of the movie is also just the little comedic moments from Barfi's antics. Yes. So it's really much more of a comedy with a romance that's kind of driving the plot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
And it's shot really charmingly. The music is extremely Western. The music. So a lot of the feel of it so is quite Western. Also, why it reminded me a little bit of Amelie. There's mm-hmm. a lot of accordion in this. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, it, it did bad. kind of have a, sh- a. It did kind of have a European feel to the music. Mm-hmm. Well, he, it was done by Pridham, and he is often the one they'll go to when they need like a more a European Western. style. Yeah. And um, the beat though of the music was. Um, the bossa nova a lot of the time yeah bossa nova beats so it was very uh western feeling it was and even in the way it was shot too like that was very amelie feeling like it was very Mm -hmm. fairy tale Mm -hmm. kind of feeling yeah it was so it's really it's really a unique movie by indian standards yes which is interesting too that it felt so western in some ways but then even for india it was surprising to Western eyes, I think, because they were in Darjeeling, yes. which means that there were a lot of people who looked more um, North Asian. Yeah. Darjeeling has such a beautiful backdrop. It's so pretty there. <laughs> yeah. And those little steam trains. Apparently yeah. those steam trains are still what run through Darjeeling. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that was nice. This movie is also kind of surprising from this director. So it was directed by Anurag Basu. Mm-hmm. And he honestly did a lot of very gritty, dark things. Did he? Mm-hmm. So we've actually seen one of his movies. Now, I should say gritty, dark, not like as gritty and dark as Indian movies can get. But like much more serious, mm-hmm. much more melodramatic, much more like intense with like violence and passion and all those things. Yeah. Um, so we have actually seen one of his movies on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Kites. <laughs> That's funny. But he's done other movies, and they were all, like, very dramatic. And then he does this one, and you're like, wow. That's so funny. Yeah. Honestly, good for him. I'm glad that his little outlier was such a hit. Right, because then his next movie that he did was Jaga Jesus, which also stars Rambir Kapoor. And now that was much less successful, I think, in all ways, except visually, of course, it was quite nice. But... Yeah, I didn't love the glasses that he was in. I haven't seen that. I haven't seen Ranbir Kapoor in anything except for this, but I have heard songs from it, and I looked down to see what movie it was from, and I was like, is that the main character yes. that we're supposed to like and be attracted to? It's really more of a children's movie. Okay, thank goodness. Yeah, so really an unusual direct movie for this director, but obviously like, I'm glad he did it because it's very well done. There is, as we said, a lot of music in this movie, mm-hmm. but no dancing, really. Mm-mm. And this movie is fine for all ages. It is. There's nothing bad in it. Some people, like a few people die, but it's it's the but mildest not, deaths in the world. Right. They're not like violent deaths. They're no. natural. And, exactly. Yeah. So fine for all ages, although younger children might struggle a little bit with uh there's parts where the plot gets like in my opinion needlessly complicated to follow yes i agree in especially toward the end of the movie Mm -hmm. but it's not going to be so much that they can't enjoy the comedic elements it's just that you may like need to stop and explain where you are in the timeline because there are frame narratives in this there's three different time periods that it's Mm -hmm. told in and the whole story fits together but there are moments when I had to stop and be like, okay, wait, hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like kind of gather my thoughts as to where we were in the story. So that does happen sometimes. But other than that, that's the only thing that might be a problem for younger audiences. Yeah. 
So I think that's all for non-spoilers. We'll do spoilers after the interval. So what do you think about the kidnapping element where Barfi kidnaps Jomel? So I did not like it at first because I understand what happened. I understand that there was a fake kidnapping first. Right, organized um, by Joe Mill's father. Right. Which I was like, the police should have seen that coming a mile off. Honestly. I, they're so mad at their job. <laughs> Although the cop, of course, is delightful. He is. I, I, love, I like him a lot. He's really good. Uh, I just love that he's complaining about Barfy, and he's like, one of his complaints is that he's not as fat as he used to be. Yeah. He used to run around after him. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. So I didn't like when he was keeping her at first with him because I was like, it's really hard on autistic people to not be in the environment that they're used to. Yeah. And she does not understand what's happening. So I didn't like that. In the long run, it worked out okay, but that bothered me. Yeah, and I will say that... It's extremely likely that Barfy wouldn't have realized exactly how hard that would have been on an autistic no, person. No, I, I wouldn't have thought so. But she did flip out at one point. Yeah, because and she it was is, like, where am I? Why am I not going home? Well, and it is almost kind of fairy taleish that someone who's that autistic would adapt so well to the her environment, her new environment. Yes. But it kind of almost seemed like instead of needing like a routine and a familiar place and all that, she just needed a familiar person. Yes. So once she kind of imprinted on Barfy as her new person, because she wouldn't even stay with the caretaker when he tried to drop her off. Right, exactly. Which I thought was funny. Yeah. I mean, her try- him trying to get rid of her, it was like really, return her. It was so cute. Yeah, that was super sweet. Yeah. But it was really sweet that he understood that, like, she would probably be happier with her old mm-hmm. nanny caretaker than... Right, than her parents. Her parents. Yeah. And he really goes through a lot of trouble to try and return her. Mm-hmm. Especially because it's also a lot more sympathetic that he kidnaps her because of the money he needed for his father. Right. But I also think it's very sweet of the lengths he was willing to go to to take care of her once he realized that he couldn't get rid of her. Yeah, that she didn't want to go back. Yeah. So he was yeah. like, well, okay. And I was kind of impressed that he was able to get work in Calcutta. Me too. Yeah. But he did. Including learning how to write English. Which I love that that's her teaching him the letters of the alphabet. But their relationship was super sweet. We, of course, don't see a lot of details of it. And I think it would be really difficult to see a relationship like that from the outside and really understand it the way somebody inside their relationship could. So I'm kind of in favor of not seeing more than just the ways they could connect through his little pranks and antics. Yes, I totally agree. Because then we just kind of jump forward several years. They've been living together in Calcutta for several years. Exactly. I really like that when Shruti shows up again, Mm -hmm. when he runs into Shruti and then they start like hanging out all together, I really like that Jill Mill understands that there used to be something there, that Shruti still loves Barfi, 
that she's a threat mm-hmm. and that Barfy still likes some, you know, in some way. Right. Because he would be fine being friends with Shruti. And clearly, yeah. by the end, they're all three of them friends. Right. I really like that they gave her that understanding because there's such a dichotomy present where people are either like, oh, people who are neurodivergent are either like they just don't understand anything and they need to be put away somewhere or they're like, no, it's totally fine. But they're like these simpleton angels that just, you know, they also don't cause like there's no problems. There's no bad feelings. They're never upset. Right. And that's not true either because they're people. And yeah, I really liked that she was like, this is ridiculous mm-hmm. and I'm just going to leave. This is what's happening. Right. Yeah, she runs away, and she would have gone to Barfy, except that then she sees Shruti is also there looking for her. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then later, when she is back with Barfy, she's like, uh, <laughs> you adorable. stay away. That was so, that was such an awesome moment in the movie. Yeah. And she's, like, standing in front of him with her arms up. Yeah. Because Barfy, of course, is oblivious to her feelings about Shruti. Yes. Yeah. He's just like, well, here's my good friend. Mm-hmm. And also this woman I love. Because, of course, she was never around when Barfy was telling Shruti, oh, I love Jill Mel. Yeah, exactly. And it was really nice to see Shruti where she's like, well, now she had already acknowledged, like, it was my second chance, but he really loved Jill Mel at this point. So it, it, it was never going to be, like, what she wanted. Right. If Jomel had never shown back up, like if he'd never found her mm-hmm. in the institution, they probably would have continued to live yeah, together. Yeah, they would have stayed Barfy, together. Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it this way, but Barfy is such an agreeable person Yeah, that I feel like he would fall into a new relationship pretty easily. Especially yeah. with someone he had already loved before. Definitely. And I think honestly, she would have been able to deal with the hardships of living with a working class person like Barfy much better after her unhappy marriage than she had been before. That she was like, yeah, I actually hate living in this rich lifestyle that is unhappy. Right. Um, Yeah, if if you're choosing to leave that and you know what you're getting into, that's different. Right. Especially Um, if her family had been willing to give them extra money as well since her family was so rich. And I'm sure they would have. I'm sure they would have, yeah. But it is interesting, like... Once that happened, I was like, oh, they could actually have a working relationship now. Like, they can have a real relationship in a way they couldn't have when they were both young. Yeah. But thankfully, because this is a wonderful fairy tale romance. Thank goodness. Jomel is alive and well. And Shruti was like, yeah, this is, they belong together and I need to tell him. Yeah. Because it was her choice. And it's interesting in a lot of ways, Shruti, for as much as I didn't care about her character, she's my least favorite character, she's actually the main character of this movie. hmm Because she's the one that grows and changes, and she's the one who's there from the very beginning to the very end. Yeah, Jamila and Barfi don't change. They just find each other, and they find, uh, like, the best situation for them. Yes. But Shruti is the one who comes to realize, I mean, the conversation she has with her mother, mm-hmm. which I'm like, this is, again, a sign of how young she was. That yeah. when her mother was like, I drive out here and I look at him and I think about how much better the life I could provide for my children is with your father she than with imagine. that guy. And I'm like, there is no way. And, of course, her daughter's just like, oh, OK. But I'm yeah. like, there's no way that you are driving out to whatever this work area is in the woods 
just to think about how much better your life is with your rich husband than with this working class man. There's no way. That's like someone who constantly social media stalks their like super long time ago ex and they're like, I'm, I I do it because I'm over him. Right. Like, okay, sure. Right. So the realization she has in the end where she was like, you lied to me. Yeah. That was a great scene. Because the look on her mom's face, it's so telling. Again, without saying anything. Yeah. That was a really great acting moment. It is. And it's so funny that she can still be so worried about her daughter. And I get it. Like, no one is going to look at Barfi and be like, yeah, this life I want for my kid. Mm -hmm. But that she would have condemned her daughter to the same life that she had. You know what, though? I think it's obvious that her mother feels like it's better to have been rich. For sure. Than to have been with the person she loved. I Absolutely, I don't even know that I can say that she's wrong. Like, those are both valid decisions. It's just the decision each person needs to make for themselves. Yeah. And I can also even see the mother's perspective in saying she'll never understand because she's never been poor. Well, and you can't understand being poor until you've been poor. And that's why I really hate stories and songs and whatever about like, oh, I don't care for living in the gutter as long as we have each other. And I'm like, please don't say that unless you actually have lived in the gutter, because it's really like, that's not actually how most people are going to feel in that situation. Right. And then, of course, the very end feels like high school play because they just slapped everyone (laughs) in gray hair and they said, we used all our budget, I guess. I don't understand why. Okay. But they said, no old age makeup. I will not allow it. Everyone looks 25. <laughs> but, but they're in gray wigs. But in gray wigs. Okay, but think Especially about... Especially Rambir Kapoor. He's very round face. But I want you to think about Prometheus, the guy Pierce makeup. There's a middle. There's a <laughs> middle between those two. You don't have to be caked in, in rubber wrinkles. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Or no makeup at all. Well, the other thing, arguably... I, I actually, I would prefer no makeup and they just, like, make me pretend. I'll just pretend like it's an old movie. <laughs> That's the thing, is I thought about how bad old age makeup can be, and I was like, yeah. you know, of the two, I'd rather just have, like, the Darren Gray wigs just <laughs> pretend they're super old. And sure, that's what I did. I But here's the happy medium, actually. <laughs> Why don't you just cast old actors? Okay, right? Like, we can't understand. They weren't doing that much. They really weren't. And... There is a medium, and I would love, like, even just something for close-ups where it's, like, a little bit of crow's feet. You can even give me that. And you don't have to do a lot. You don't have to do their hands. You don't have to do their necks. But, like, could you do a tiny bit on their face? Yeah, it's they just found it in much. on that. But, it was you the know. last day of filming, and they were like, oh, yeah. we forgot this part. Yeah. And it's interesting because Shruti never gets a happy, her happy ending. We don't really know what happens to her, but we know she never gets over Barfi because she has all these pictures in her apartment that she has basically cropped Joe Mill out of by folding them strategically. Yeah, that doesn't seem healthy. No. And obviously, like, when we see her and Joe Mill interact in the end, they are on a friendly basis. Yes. And she's devoted her life to, you know, interacting with the deaf mm-hmm. and all that, which is great. It but, seems like she's happy right, in her life. Right, but she doesn't get the happy ending that you would expect. Yeah, that we're used to. She's not with anybody. They don't ever show anyone else. Right. We assume that she's divorced Ranjit. 
Yes. And yeah, we're never shown her with anyone else. Because honestly, you couldn't have those pictures in your apartment if you were with someone else. Not if you were in a healthy relationship at all. Right. So she basically has just come to terms with the fact that they got the romance that I always wanted. They got the fairy tale romance Mm -hmm. where they loved each other in life and they died together. And that she didn't get that. Yeah. And those are just, you know, the decisions you make in life. And she is right in the sense that she says, I could have had that. And I threw it away. Because she had first first chance. Yeah. The first shot at Barfy. And she did turn it away. Now, I don't think, as I've said, I don't think it would have worked out the way she thought it would have worked out. I think they would yeah. have been j- just as unhappy, but in a different way. Because she hadn't had that bad experience. Mm-hmm. But it's just an interesting... Yeah. Interesting ending. So um, this movie did extremely well at the Film Fair Awards. Yes. As it should have. If you liked Amelie, if you mm-hmm. liked, you know, something like Benny and June or just romantic comedies in general, I would definitely check this out because this is super approachable. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really weird about it. And even though the beginning is a little long, it's not so long that you're going to be like, why am I even watching this? Yeah, the quirkiness also tones down a little bit after the very beginning. It's not even quite as quirky as those other movies. Nothing can be as quirky as Amelie. Nothing. And if it is, if any movie ever manages to be as quirky as Amelie, the director should go straight to jail. (laughs) It would be unwatchable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, It worked for Amelie. It's never going to work again. Yeah. Yeah. Janae has a knack. Exactly. But it's just an adorable movie. And I just yeah. find the comedy in it so uplift. Even though it's the old slapstick standards, I just love watching it. And I yeah. think Rambir Kapoor does it really well. He does so. a really good job. He was very, um, very in shape, obviously, for some of the stuff that he did. Yeah. So our next movie is a much less quirky movie. Much more of our standard rom-com. And I haven't there. seen it, but I have seen that I am not going to stop pointing it out that <laughs> Ranbir Singh looks like Ashton Kutcher. In this movie. In but this honestly, movie. I always feel like Ranbir Singh in general looks much more like Tom Cruise. Just like an Indian Tom Cruise. I think that's true. I think it's the shape of his face and the way his smile looks. Yeah, his nose. Um, oh my gosh, he has a Tom Cruise nose. Yeah, he does. Yeah. It's less noticeable on him, actually, because it's like it's more normal for an Indian face. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never really thought about it, but you're right. But he's definitely styled more Ashton Kutcher in this movie, which is Bond Baja Bharat. Yes. About the hair. Yes, about two college graduates who make a wedding planning business together Sharma Ranveer Singh it should be good right the thing is like if you put those two names in front of me and say that they're in a rom-com together I'm gonna say (laughs) I'm gonna say where can I see this movie exactly and you can see this movie on Amazon Prime all right so we'll see you next time on An American's Guide to Bollywood for more of An American's Guide to Bollywood go to guidetobollywood.com to contact us write us at more is more podcast at gmail.com. Oi,